right, good evening. Good to see everybody back out tonight. We'll go ahead and get started. Uh, let's all stay on page 130. Amen. You may be seated, page 349. Savior, I can trust in Him. Many friends are yonder, 
singing y'all well, let's do one more page 393 let's all stand again
everybody back tonight. Uh, just want to recap a couple of things. Uh, October 22nd, ladies meeting uh, after the morning service. You're going to put your ladies' journals together, so uh, uh, please be here for that. If you uh, ordered one of those, you're going to uh, eat over there and have a good time. Uh, October the 28th, uh, Happy Pilgrim's Dinner hosted by the Hayfleys. going to be at 6 o'clock in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, you got a sign-up sheet out here on the table. I uh, want to hit a head count, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> got to know how much we're cooking for. Uh, November the 4th, Officer's Banquet. Uh, so uh, please uh, keep that in mind. And uh, let's see. Other than that, uh, we started having a, a little uh, prayer uh, before morning service and evening service. So uh, if you want to, if you will, uh, please be here by 9.30 in the morning uh, before that and uh, 4.45. Uh, in the evening. I was almost late myself tonight, but uh, uh, please be here for that if you want to take part. Thank you. The words of this song is 100% true. Even so that them that look for him shall appear unto salvation. God is sending his only begotten son into this world again. The words of this song is 100% true. say good morning as a greeting. We say good afternoon as a greeting. In the islands, they say good night as a greeting. Good night. <laughs> good to be back here at Maryville Baptist Church. We sang two songs tonight. 
talking about remembering when we got saved. Remember the date? Let's have a popcorn testimony real quick. Not time to testify around the world. I'll start it off. October 1st, 1974, between 7 and 7.30 at night on a Tuesday evening, I got in. Glad to get in. Somebody else real quick, stand up. Papa, when you get saved? You remember the date? Tell us about it. There you go. Yes, sir. Someone else. Amen. Amen, brother. Someone else. You remember the date? You remember the, where you were? Remember the street? 56 Dunlap Street in James Miller Gaines. The great God of glory came down and showed me what I was. Then he turned right around and showed me the Savior, who he is. Amen. Amen. Shows us who we ought to be, too, doesn't he? Amen. Someone else. Amen. Some preachers say you're not saved if you can't remember the date. That's not so. Amen. Some people got saved at a young age. They can't remember. But if you do remember, stand up and tell us about it. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Just a babe in Christ. Just as saved as somebody been saved 50 years. Praise the Lord. Someone else tonight. You sure? Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Amen. She got saved two days before me. She sick the preacher on me. She told me, she told me Tuesday night a preacher was coming. I said, what? I never had a preacher in my house. Didn't want him there. I'm glad he came. Amen. Someone else? What a great New Year's. Praise the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 24, if you would. 2 Kings chapter 24 in your Bible. Title of the message tonight is Prison or Paradise? Prison or Paradise? 2 Kings chapter 24. I enjoyed the afternoon. The Gertz family had us over for dinner. And Sam served up another fine meal. I got a little fatter. I had dessert. She said it was sugar-free, but I know she was lying to me. No. Appreciate the Gertz family. I've known him a long, long time. I know a lot about him and still like him. <laughs> we go back a long way, don't we, brother? Amen. Been a good time. Fun memories. Prisoner Paradise, 2 Kings chapter 24. I'll start reading in verse 1. In his days, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up. And Jehoiakim came his, became his servant three years. Then he returned and rebelled against him. And the Lord sent against him bands of the Chaldees and bands of the Syrians, bands of the Moabites and bands of the children of Ammon, and sent against them against the Judah to destroy it according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servants the prophets. Surely at the commandment of the Lord came this upon Judah to remove them out of his sight for the sins of Manasseh. Manasseh was the Longest king and the worst king in the southern kingdom. Fifty-five years he was there. Sins of Manasseh according to all that he did. And also for the innocent blood that he shed. For he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood which the Lord would not pardon. 
Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Jehoiakim slept with his fathers, and Jehoiachin, his son, reigned in his stead. Notice now, Jehoiakim is one king, Jehoiachin, his son, is another king. And the king of Egypt came not against any more out of his land, for the king of Babylon had taken him, taken from the river of Egypt unto the river Euphrates, all that pertained to the king of Egypt. Jehoiachin was eight years, 18 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. His mother's name was Nehushta, the daughter of Elnatha of Jerusalem. Father in heaven, help us tonight as we look at this scripture to see a picture of a lost person getting saved as we see the same thing happening today. I pray, God, you'll help us to glean from your word. Show us the nuggets that are in these verses, Lord. Help us to love you more. May we be obedient to the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Prison or paradise, a picture of a lost person. There's so many types in the Old Testament that illustrate New Testament truths. The ark is a picture of salvation. Joseph is a picture of Jesus. Leprosy is a picture of sin. It goes on and on. A lot of types in the Old Testament that reveal New Testament truths. This message is about a king in a lost condition and, and his, his salvation. Number one, we'll start picking up where we left off in verse 9. We see that they are doomed. Verse 9. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father had done. Like father, like son. Huh? My dad was in the world when I grew up. I was in the world. I didn't get saved till I was 29. Did a lot of things that my father did. I had that example in front of me. Verse 10. At that time, the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up against Jerusalem, and the city was besieged. They were cut off. They were isolated in a bad situation. They were doomed. Nebuchadnezzar, type of the devil. Babylon, type of the world in this story. Verse 11. And Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came against the city, and the servants did besiege it. And Jehoiachin, the king of Judah, went out to the king of Babylon, he and his mother and his servants and his princes and his officers. And the king of Babylon took him in the eighth year of his reign. Now, he's 18. Now he's eight years old. He's 26 years old and going to prison. All because of sin. God wouldn't excuse or pardon the sin of Nebuchadnezzar, and they're paying for it now. So we see next, not only doomed, they were destitute, starting in verse 13. And he carried out thence all the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king's house, and cut in pieces all the vessels of gold which Solomon the king of Israel had made in the temple of the Lord, as the Lord had said. And he carried away all of Jerusalem. Now notice in verse 13, he carried out. In verse 14, he carried away. All Jerusalem and all the princes and all the mighty men of valor, even 10,000 captives and all the craftsmen, smiths, none remain save the poor sort of the people of the land. In verse 15, here it is again, he carried away Jehoiachin to Babylon and the king's mother and the king's wives and his officers and the mighty men of the land, those carried into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon. And all the men of might, even 7,000 craftsmen and smiths, 1,000, all that were strong and act for war, even them, the king of Babylon, brought captive to Babylon. Not only doomed, but they were destitute, lacking, without the necessities of life. Ephesians 2.12 says, At that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, being strangers from the covenants and promise, having no hope without God in the world. Sad description, isn't it? That's description of us before we got saved. That's the description of you if you're here tonight without Christ. If you've never been born again, that's you. That right in these verses right here. 
Now, Jehoiakim was 18 years old. He ran eight years. He was 26 years old and going to prison. It says he carried out, he carried away. The devil's a thief. He'll steal all the good things in your life and leave you with the evil things. Hmm? If you listen to the commercials on TV, it's not the real gusto, is it? No. Not the best thing going around. The worst thing going around. <coughs> carried away, carried away, carried out. He took the good things and left the poor sort of the people. Satan is a thief. And he'll steal from you. He'll rob from you anything that's good, anything that's wholesome, anything that's right. He'll try to take it from you. He's a cunning thief, isn't he? When we were in the islands, I mean, there's some professional thieves in there. <coughs> they stole the alarm clock through the bars. You, know, I had burg- you don't rent a house in the islands without burglar bars. Before I put screens up, they reached in and stole my alarm clock right by my nightstands. I was sleeping. We went to church one night. We had several guard dogs. Our best dog got hit by a car earlier that day. No, it was on Saturday, excuse me. And they robbed us Sunday night. We had big bushes in front of the windows. They got behind the bushes and hacksawed the burglar bars and got in and robbed us. If you ever been robbed, it's an eerie feeling when you go back home. You see stuff missing. Hmm? That's what Satan does, and we don't even notice it. He'll steal the good things in our life and leave us with the poor sort. The poor sort. They were doomed. They were destitute. Look at chapter 25, if you would. In verse 8 of chapter 25. And in the fifth month, on the seventh day of the month, which is the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came Nebuzaradan, captain of the guard, a servant of the king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem. And he burnt the house of the Lord. Burn up God's house. And the king's house. And all the houses of Jerusalem. And every great man's house burnt he with fire. Verse 10. And all the army of the Chaldees that were with the captain of the guard brake down the walls of Jerusalem round about. Devastated. They came in and burnt the Lord's house, burnt the king's house, burnt all the good houses. That's like taking all the houses in Lake Lanier and burning them up. <laughs> Wicked. Devastated. They broke down the walls of the security. They broke down the place of worship. Doomed, destitute, and devastated. But between this point and the next point, something great happened. Now, Jehorchin is down in this prison. He went to prison at age 26. Somewhere down in that dungeon, he got right with God. Like a prodigal son, he came to himself. He said, boy, what am I doing here? He saw his sin. In chapter 24, verse 9, he was, he, he was wicked like his father. He saw his wickedness. Somewhere down in that cell, somewhere down in that dungeon, he got right with God. He sought the Savior. Psalm 102, verse 17 says, He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. He got saved and he prayed. John 9, 31, Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. I've asked this question before. Let me ask it again. You want to get your prayers answered? You've got to get them heard. If we regard iniquity in our heart, he will not hear us. He prayed. God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Doomed, destitute, devastated. But I'm glad, like Paul Harvey said, the rest of the story. Go with me in chapter 25 still. Look at verse 27. And it came to pass in the seventh and thirtieth year of the captivity of Jehoiachin. And we went down, the young man, 37 years he's been down there. Now he's 63 years old. 37 years in prison, past the prime of his life, 
In the thirtieth year, seven and thirtieth year of the captivity of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, in the twentieth month, twelfth month, on the seventh and twentieth day of the month, that evil Merodach, king of Babylon. Uh oh. Is that what your Bible says? Evil Merodach? Have you got a King James Bible? My goodness. Go back to chapter 24, verse 1. In his days, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Hey, Nebuchadnezzar is a king right here. But in chapter 25, verse 27, evil Merodach, king of Babylon. What's happened here? A new king. It's a picture of salvation. That's what happens when you get saved. You got a new king in your life. Satan is dethroned. Now you got a new king. King Jesus comes on the throne. Evil Merodach, king of Babylon, in the year that he began to reign, as soon as he did, began to reign, look what happened. Did lift up the head of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, out of prison. He's released. When a new king comes in your life, you are released. I, saw, I found that book up there. We've got a songbook up here. Go with me to number 235 in your songbook. 235. If I can find it. It's here somewhere. He set me free. What a great song. That was his theme song when he got out of prison here. Once like a bird in prison I dwelt, no freedom from my sorrow I felt. But Jesus came. That makes all the difference. A new king came in his life. And listen to me, and glory to God, he set me free. Huh? Amen. He was released. He couldn't lift up himself. We can't save ourselves. For by grace you save through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. <laughs> Psalm 40, verse 2. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay. He set my feet on a rock and established my going. In the year that he began to reign, did lift up the head of Jehoiachin, king of Judah, out of prison. You remember when you got lifted? You remember when you got set free? No more under the burden of sin. No more under King Satan, but now a new king in your life, King Jesus. Doesn't stop there, does it? Look at verse 28. And he spake kindly to him. <laughs> Not only released, he was relieved. He was comforted. The loss doesn't speak kindly to it, does it? The law says we ought to go to hell. Grace says you don't have to go. He spake kindly unto him. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. You don't have to die to enjoy heavenly places in Christ. You can do it right now. You don't have to die to have eternal life. You got it right now. As soon as you got saved, you got eternal life. As soon as you got born again, you got everlasting life. Not when you die, but right now we have it because we've got a new king in our life. Well, if your fallen sin is so great, God's grace is greater to pick you up and lift you out. Amen. Romans 5.30, tell us where the sin abounds and grace much more abounds. We're exalted as a child of God. Go with me, if you would, to your Bible, 1 John chapter 3. One of my favorite songs in this songbook is A Child of the King. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. I still hear those pages flipping. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. When you got saved, those of you who stood up and told what time it was, what date it was, you were in the family of God and still in the family, a child of the King. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. He was released. 
He was relieved. He was raised. Look at the next verse. Go back to chapter 25. Verse 28 again. He spake kindly to him and set his throne above the throne to the kings that were with him in Babylon. Here was an enemy. And now he's been released, spoke kindly to, exalted, honored, put his throne above the thrones of the other kings there, re-robed in verse 29. Look at verse 29. And changed his prison garments. Well, we could spend some time here, couldn't we? Hmm? Are we Christians just on Sunday and Wednesday? Do we dress like Christians just on Sunday and Wednesday? Do you love the Lord enough to dress right on Monday at going to work? Amen. He was re-robed. Changed his prison garments. <laughs> when you got saved, when you got born again, you were re-robed with a robe of righteousness. The doctrine of imputation in the Bible is threefold. When Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, sin was imputed to us. We have a sin nature. When Jesus went to the cross, number two, sin was imputed to him. He took our sin on him. And when we got saved, righteousness is imputed to us. And we are righteous. Sometimes I don't feel too righteous. But as far as God's concerned, we are righteous. Imputed to us, righteousness. The prison garments speak of shame and guilt and defeat. Can you imagine how he smelt 37 years in that dungeon? Hmm? How he looked? He was re-robed. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him imputed to us. Ephesians 6.14 Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. We are robed in God's righteousness. It happened when you got saved, when you got born again in the family of God, a child of the king, righteous. The name stamped in the book of life. Hallelujah. New king in his life. Verse 29 again. And he did eat bread continually before him all the days of his life. <laughs> he was refreshed, honored at the king's table. Can you imagine what he ate, what he had to consume 37 years in that dungeon, and now he's sitting at the king's table? Hmm? It's like sitting at the girl's table. Meat, veggies all over the table, man, goodness, dessert, biscuits. Making you, get you knowing back on the subject now. Well, refreshed. Daily bread, daily walk, daily fellowship with the Lord. We can do that anytime. Come and dine, the master calleth, come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. We can feast at his table anywhere, anytime. Open up the word of God. Getting down low, he's saying troublesome times are here. When troublesome times come, get in the book of Psalms. They'll comfort you, they'll help you. Man, what happened to this guy? Refreshed, he was honored. You may feast at Jesus' table anytime. Anytime, anywhere. I like this last one. Verse 30, and his allowance, here's an enemy of the king. And now he's released from prison, spoke kindly to, refreshed, honored, re-robed, sitting at the king's table. And now they're giving him an allowance. I got an allowance, 50 cents a week when I was a kid. I was the only kid. I had to wash dishes every night. I didn't have any brothers and sisters to exchange with. 50 cents a week, boy, I thought that was big cotton. We were able to give our kids an allowance when we could afford it. Here's a king 
given this prisoner, the ex-prisoner, an allowance. Look what it says. This allowance in verse 30 is a picture of God's grace. And his allowance was a continual allowance. God's grace never stops, does it? Never. Given him of the king. Not some pauper, but the king. A daily rate for every day, all the days of his life. God's grace is what we need at the time we need it. He gives us sick grace when we're sick. He didn't give us dying grace till we're dying. He gives us bereaving grace when we're bereaved over lost family members. God's grace is sufficient for every need, and it's for every day, all the days of our life. I like verse 30. His allowance was a continual allowance, given him of the king a daily rate for every day, all the days of his life. You got a new king in your life? All these things have happened to you and are still happening. Delivered. When, uh, when you got up, where's the brother at? He had the meeting tonight. Where'd he go? Who the one had the meeting tonight? Where's he at? The man sitting up here had the meeting this morning. This morning, excuse me. Up there. Oh, he done flew. He's back there getting coffee somewhere. He's not up there. Oh, there he is. Raise your hand, brother. All right. <laughs> when you talked about your, your candidate, Brother Schuler, and you asked him what salvation was, he said his deliverance. Remember that? Look here. What are we delivered from? We're delivered from Satan's power. Go to Colossians chapter 1 if you would. <coughs> I thought we lost you back up there, brother. You taking notes? You're going to preach this next week? Oh, man. <laughs> Colossians chapter 1. He's, he's delivered. That's a good description of salvation. So that's what this picture paints here. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Colossians 1 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us from the kingdom into the kingdom of his dear son. Delivered. The brother in Sunday school this morning was teaching. <coughs> when the light comes on, darkness disappears. When the light goes off, darkness takes over. Hmm? Light and darkness can't abide together. That's what you said. From the power of darkness we're delivered from. What are we delivered from? Death. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. <clears throat> and verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver us in whom we trust that he will deliver us. That's past, present, and future. Who delivered us, that's past, from so great a death and doth deliver, that's present, in whom we trust that he will deliver, yet deliver us, that's future. Delivered from death. You've heard the expression, born once, die twice. Born twice, die once. If you're just born once, you're going to die twice. You're going to die a physical death. You're going to die a spiritual death. Separation from God. But if you've been born twice, just die once. And maybe not then if you're here when the Lord comes back and that trumpet sounds. The next one, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. <coughs> Excuse me. What are we delivered from? From Satan's power. Delivered from death. Number three, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 10. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 10. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who has delivered us from the wrath to come. If you're saved tonight, if you've been born again, you will not face the wrath of God. 
the church is not going through the tribulation, what some of these knuckleheads are teaching. Hey, we're going to be raptured out of here before that happens. We've been delivered from God's wrath, from death, from the power of Satan. No longer is he king. Jesus is now the king. We don't have to listen to Satan anymore. Don't let him rule over you. Because this old flesh will make the wrong choice, the wrong decision, go the wrong way if we listen to him. There's three wills we can obey in this life. Three wills. God has a will for your life. Don't be satisfied with the permissive will. Be satisfied only with the perfect will of God. The devil has a will for you. And sometimes it's hard to discern between God's will and the devil's will. The devil can open doors that you shouldn't go through. Hmm? It looks so good. We left our first work in Jamaica to come back to pastor our home church in Berean Baptist Church in Orange Park, Florida. Oh, it looks so good. Big, beautiful church. Parsonage right there, brother. I left the will of God and spent five years out of God's will because we came back to pastor that home church and left the church in Jamaica. Five years. Five miserable years. Had to do deputation all over again. Went back to the islands. Spent 27 years down there. Three wills. And you have your own will. Devil's will, God's will, your own will. You need to pray for God's will. You mentioned that this morning. It's two-sided. You need to know it's God's will for your man. And that pastor needs to come in and know it's God's will. I counseled with a young preacher just last week who's a candidate at a church. And I pulled him aside. I said, are you a young man, a young preacher? But I think you're mature enough to know you can't make a decision like this without bathing it in prayer. Pray, 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 and make sure it's God's will. Amen. Delivered from Satan's power, delivered from death, delivered from the wrath of God. How are we delivered? Romans 5, 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood. That's where deliverance is. Only by the blood of Christ. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Just like this man, this Jehoiachin, 37 years in prison, now released. I wish I'd have got saved at a younger years to save me from sin scars that I have, but I'm glad I got saved. Amen? 29 when I got saved. I wish I got saved at 9. You know, we, we, we kind of honor the testimony of guys that have been in prison, been in jail, been a drug addict, all kind of trouble. And we kind of we honor his testimony. I'd rather hear a testimony of a kid who grew up in a Christian home, got saved at 10 years old, never got into those problems. Amen. I'd much rather hear that testimony, but I'm glad I got in. No matter when you got in, you're in. You got a new king in your life. Are you glad about it? When's the last time we thanked him about it? For all that he's done for us. Relieved, released, raised, re-robed, refrained, refreshed, rationed. We got a lot to be thankful for, don't we? Let's sing that little chorus. Let's all stand tonight. <coughs> the altar's open. Are you thankful for what he's done? What he's doing and what he's going to do. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. How about the pianist just coming to the piano, playing something? How thankful are we tonight? When's the last time you thanked him for someone who led you to the Lord?
Did you get saved hearing a sermon? Did you get saved listening to a radio program? Did you get saved reading a gospel track? Did you get saved by one-on-one evangelism, soul winning? However it was, are you thankful for that person? It'd be a wonderful thing right here. If someone here led you to the Lord, go and thank them right now. We could all come to this altar and thank God for what he's done. However, we've got the salvation message to us. Are we thankful for God? Play something, sister. Altar's open. How thankful are we for the new king in our life? King Jesus. King Satan has been dethroned. Keep him off the throne. Keep him out of your decisions. Keep him out of following his will. I'm thankful for what God's done for me.